What's going on everyone? This is Steve Larson and you're listening to Sales Fun Radio and I have a very special episode for you today. I'm going to be interviewing and going through and chatting with um, one of my uh, one of my favorite people on this planet. His name is Myron Golden and uh, you know there's a lot of voices out there. There's a lot of people out there that uh, tell you to do this or tell you to do that and and uh, you know, I'm not calling them out, but every once in a while, some of them have not done it. They're, you know, they're not they're not walking what they're talking. They're not. Um, they haven't actually been down the path. And Myron is one of those people that I have come to not just uh, know and like and become friends with, but I trust him. I trust what he says. I trust what he's saying because I know that he's been down that path. I, I learn so much from him every time he speaks. And it was very excited to have him on the show here. Um, I would take notes during this episode. I would do it through it during all my episodes, but specifically this one, you're going to learn a lot about different, not just wealth formulas, but the the personal attributes and formulas that uh, uh, and steps of the process somebody goes through as they start to learn this whole game. Um, as I've kind of mentioned before, uh, a lot of this has to do with personal development that's um, uh, tailored directly to you. And that's what you're going to find out as you listen to this episode. So anyways, he's going to go through and dive in and, and do kind of a, also a bit of a recap of what he spoke about at this last Fun Hacking Live. So uh, very honored to have him on the show, to be honest. He is a, he has a, 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 he's a published author. He's spoken for years. Years. He has uh, he's helped a lot of people gain uh, their goals. He started out literally as a trash man. He has made millions of dollars now. It's very fascinating to watch the process and watch what he's done and his attitude towards that kind of learning, towards that kind of process. Very fascinating. Please take notes. You guys are in for a special treat. And uh, just stick around if you want to. Uh, I decided to toss in some of the conversation that he and I had before we were actually officially making, making the episode together. Uh, kind of a fun com- conversation will be um, afterwards, after the very last little outro piece. I've spent the last four years learning from the most brilliant marketers today. And now I've left my nine to five to take the plunge and build my million dollar business. The real question is, how will I do it without VC funding or debt completely from scratch? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share marketing strategies to grow my online business using only today's best internet sales funnels. My name is Steve Larson, and welcome to Sales Funnel Radio. How's it going, everyone? I am very excited. You have a very special um, treat today. Uh, whatever you're doing, stop. Uh, uh, if you're driving somewhere, pull over, take out a pen and paper. Everything that you're about to hear uh, it can be life-changing to you. Uh, certainly has been, as I have learned from him. We have a very special guest on today um, who has uh, blessed my life immensely. In fact, he just barely spoke at Funnel Hacking Live. Um, and I went home immediately and I started teaching my wife and, and my friends and family all the things that I heard from this man. Um, um, I have learned uh, incredible things from him. I have immense respect for everything that he does. Every time he speaks, I feel like there's just gold that just falls on the floor and I run to pick it up. <laughs> um, anyway, I am very, very excited for the guest uh, today and I want to welcome Myron Golden. How you doing, Myron? I am excellent as always, Stephen, better now that I'm talking to you. And <laughs> thank you for all those kind words, by the way. Absolutely. You know, I, I remember the first, uh, the first, first time that we chatted I really kind of face to face you know I'd always seen you in Russell's inner circle around the ClickFunnels office places like that but it was after a, a funnel hackathon event you know one of those three day death marches mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and, and, intense intense yeah intense yeah. right and I you walked up to me and you said something <laughs> to me that that I actually wrote on my wall and I'm looking at it right now <laughs> and mm-hmm. you, you said can't imagine hope it was something good <laughs> yeah, it was way good <laughs> it, uh, it totally helped uh, uh, anyway I, I have a, a wall full of quotes 
and and you're on my quote wall, man. Uh, you said what makes you you is the ability to see things others can't. And mm. and you said that, and I wrote on my wall, and I look at that a lot, and. Wow. It has uh, made me look for more connections. It's made me look for more things. And I, I really believe that it's brought me in places that I may not otherwise have been in. So I just want to anyway, wow. thank you for that. Absolutely. My pleasure, bro. I call it like I see it, you know. <laughs> Hashtag just say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. You you have a lot of um, – so you have a book, you know, from, from the trash man to the cash man. Yes, sir. Ways that anyone can become profitable. And and really, you, you you obsess and have this expertise about how the laws of how money work. Mm-hmm. Um, could you tell us a little bit of your backstory and kind of how you got into that? Because it's it's an area. It's not it's not like you learned that from school. It's not like you you know this is, <laughs> you know what I mean. It, 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 you you obviously have this obsession about this topic, and it's impressive. You know, you know what I learned from school? Huh? I learned to hate school. <laughs> anyway, that's another. That's a whole another conversation for another day. <laughs> um, yeah, so so um, I was a trash man. That's. I mean, I wrote the book a long time after that. But I was a trash man. I was making six dollars and twenty five cents an hour. It's the first job that I got um, after I got married, and um, I can remember saying to my young wife who I loved more than life itself, and I can remember saying to her, if we can just make $300 a week, if I can just make $300 a week with overtime from this job, we're gonna be okay, right? Wow. That was my vision, right? I'm like, when I think about that now, $300 a week, I, it's just, so that's where my head was, but I drove a trash truck during the day, but I had a business at night. I had a part-time business at night where I sold insurance and investments. Hmm. And and I say, I I shouldn't say I sold insurance and investments. I should say I sold at insurance and investments. (laughs) (laughs) When I got started, Stephen, I was probably the worst salesman in world history. Like if if there was like a Guinness book of world records for a salesperson (laughs) who could be in sales the longest without making a sale, I probably would have gotten that award. And it would probably last until this day. Like, it, like, like that's how it took me literally that long to make my first sale. I mean, looking and, at you now, that's hard to believe. I know. Even when I think about it, and and and, and what and the beauty of that is, what so, and let me just kind of tell you, like, I got started in the insurance business, the financial services business, um, in October of 1985. Right. Okay. You probably weren't even born yet. Right. I October was not. Of 19, <laughs> right. So this is way before. So, so October of 1985, I did not make my first sale until April of 1987. And I was working, I was doing presentations, I was talking to people, I was talking to friends, I was doing presentations with family, I was doing presentations with strangers, I'd knock on people's doors, I'd talk to people I'd meet, and it literally took me 18 months to make my first sale, and my first check was a hundred and twenty five dollars and sixty six cents. Wow! And that was now. If you take, <laughs> you know, you have to know that if you take one hundred and twenty five dollars and eighteen and sixty six cents, and you divide it by eighteen, that's not very much a month. That's like less <laughs> than a dollar a month, right? So I was horrible. And and you say, well, uh, you couldn't. You look at me now and not know that, but. Here, here's the here's the beauty of that whole thing. Like, I'm really good at sales now. I've made millions of dollars in sales. Um, I've I've done millions of dollars in sales from the stage in less than an hour. So I wow. I 
I'm good at selling, but I wasn't always good. And that should give everybody hope. Right. You know, this is sales or radio. You don't have to be good to get started in sales, but you have to get started to get good. Huh. And I got started, but getting started is not enough. The second thing you got to do to get good in sales is you got to last through the learning curve. For me, the learning curve was 18 months. And see, most people think that selling is a talent. They think, it, well, people who can sell are people who have a gift of gab and they are good at talking. Well, I've discovered that people who are good at sales are people who have the gift of listening and people who are good at shutting up. Mm. So anyway, so if you're not good at sales and you're listening to this right now, don't think that it's hopeless for you. That just means that when you get there, you'll understand what you're doing better than the average person who it just came easy for. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. That what, um, what did you do to lash through that learning curve? Like you said, that that's, that's an interesting way to put that. Okay. So what did I, how did I lash through the learning curve? Um, I was basically optionless. I, I think one of the reasons people fail is because they have too many choices mm. and I didn't have any other choice. So, Steven, you know me, so you know I walk with a limp, right? I've got a brace on my leg. I have polio as an infant. I'm a very athletic individual. I'm a black belt in the martial arts. I'm a single-digit handicapped golfer. But there were no sports teams trying to recruit me in my 20s, right? Mm. And so it wasn't like I was going to go and get recruited by a professional football team or a professional basketball team or a professional baseball team. That wasn't going to happen. Um... I didn't have a college degree, so as far as jobs were concerned, manual labor um, was basically what was left, and I couldn't lift things and carry them a long way, so that was kind of out. So it was, it was if I desire to be wealthy and if I desire to, to build a, a life worth living for my family, then I've got to make this work. I don't have any other choice. The only people that I knew in the world that were making, this is back in the 80s now, that were making $10,000 a month were people who were in that business. So in my mind, the only hope I ever had to get to $10,000 a month or $100,000 a year was to last and learn, get good at this thing that other people had gotten good at. And, and the fact that other people had gotten good at it let me know that I could get good at it as well. That's amazing. Okay, so it's optionless. I think that, you know, back against the wall kind of mentality. Um, Got to get a plato plomo, just like Russell's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at other people, you're modeling other people. You talked about a lot about, um, you know, there was something that you said right at the beginning of Funnel Hacking Live. Uh, your speech is just oh, it's amazing. You said, you said, I wrote it down as fast as I could. I'm looking at your page of notes that I took from your speech right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said, some of you are not willing to be bad at something long enough to get good at it. I right. stayed in the game long enough to learn the game. Mm. It just exploded my head when you yeah. said that. Yep. And, but I, and I really didn't have a choice and, you know, I am, I am a very determined person. That's not the word my parents used or my brothers. They called me stubborn, right? Um, (laughs) I like the word determined. (laughs) I like the word determined better. Um, and I can remember going to work with my dad when I was a kid and we might be working on a car or something, maybe, and a bolt is stuck and and it won't come out. And I say, wow, dad, it won't come out. He said, oh, it's going to come out. It doesn't have a choice. It doesn't have a brain. We have a brain. It has to come out. I was like, wow, it doesn't have a choice. Okay. So when I look at 
learning how to sell. I look at get it becoming good at business. Well, business is not going to be one of those things that's going to evade me. It doesn't have a choice. I have a brain. It doesn't have a brain. This is something I can learn. I'm going to learn it. Hmm. So. And, and, and where did you where did you turn to? I mean, because I think one of the things that people run into, you know, they've got this desire. Uh, I get a lot of people reach out to me asking this very thing, actually. Um, okay. Steven, I want to go get this uh, done. I really want to learn this funnel game. I really want to be wealthy. I really want to learn these pieces. And there's so much noise. There's mm-hmm. there's places all over. The, I mean, we could get distracted with the next mm-hmm. book, the next CD, the ne- whatever, the next guru, the next thing. How did you figure out what to learn? Um, I didn't. I didn't figure out what to learn. Huh. I, and that's that's the reality of it. So I literally learned everything I could from everywhere I could. And back in those, we're talking about the 80s, there was no internet. I mean, there was an internet for the government, but there was no internet for the rest of us, right? So so there was no internet, there was no YouTube, there was no Facebook, there were no, there were no webinars. Like, there was none of that stuff. So on the weekends, I would go to seminars, at least one seminar a month, I would go to one seminar a month. Every week they had trainings at our office. I went to all the trainings. I, I was bad at selling, so guess what I did? Watch this, I was, bro- I was broke and I was bad at selling, so guess what I did? Hmm. I went to the library. Remember those things they used to have, the buildings with the, all the books in them? Yeah, I've heard of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went to the library and I said, okay, I'm gonna find a book on selling, and guess what book I found? Tom Hopkins, how to master the art of selling anything. Well, that sounds and like the exact so, answer. <laughs> exactly. So I, I started reading that book. And, and, there, and, and there are three things that I got from Tom Hopkins' book that like are in the forefront of my mind even to this very day. They, they, were, they were something that I put a lot of conscious effort into, and now they've become subconscious parts of me. One, he had this thing called STP, 20 STP 20 okay and this is this is old school now he said the key to success in sales see 20 people STP see 20 people Hmm. belly to belly every day and you will be successful in sales see 20 people I said okay well I can see 20 people you know and 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 guess what I, I it all starts with seeing that first one right Okay, so cool. That's the first thing I got from Tom Hopkins. See 20 people. What would that translate into in internet jargon? How about this? Generate 20 leads a day. You generate 20 leads a day, that's 600 leads a month. 600 leads a month times 12 months, that's that's 7,200 leads a year. Hmm. In two years, you've got 14,400 leads. Every lead on your list is worth, at low end, dollar a month to you. You want to make $15,000 a month, or fourteen thousand dollars a month generate twenty leads a day, hmm. so it so it translates. It's just a little different, right? So, so um, the second thing that I got from him was there's pain in change until the benefits of that change appear. Interesting. Like, wow. There's pain in change. In other words, if I'm going to change from being who I am to being some to from being the Myron who can't sell to being the Myron who can sell, it's going to be painful. What happened it's after you got... It's only going to be painful until I get good at it. There's pain and change until the benefits of that change appear. 
I am going to say what happened. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say what happened after you got that first hundred twenty-five dollars and sixty-six cents check. It, it, it was it was like a floodgate opened. It was like, oh, I got this, and then I became the top salesperson in our office, like month after month after month after month. Wow! Because I got I I got one right. And see, a lot of people don't realize there are things that you can only learn about doing a thing by doing the thing. Yeah. Right. And so people want to people want to learn how to do a webinar by watching Russell's perfect webinar. Well, there are things you can learn from Russell's perfect webinar. No doubt we all have. But there are things that you will only learn about doing a webinar by doing a webinar, which is why. People ignore it, but he says it. Russell says, do your webinar 100 times before you turn it into an automated webinar. See, we want we want easy street. See, here's the here's the problem, Stephen. How I perceive the problem to be, right? Mm. People want to have wealth. And see, people want to have things without doing the things that give them the right to have them. People are frustrated because they can't do a thing, but they haven't become the person who can do them. See, here's how God set it up in the beginning. God, the very, like, the very, and some people may not believe the Bible. That's okay. I'm going to say this anyway because I believe it. So, since you're listening to me. Yeah, we're good. They know. <laughs> me too. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 um, so here, here's how God set it up. The very first thing that God ever said to a human being, to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the first thing he ever said to them, I call it the first command, which came thousand, a thousand years before the Ten Commandments. Here's what he said. He said, be, do, have. Now, I'm going to give you the whole thing he said, but, but I just want you to get the, the essence of it. Be, do, have. Here's what that means. That means don't be, can't do. Don't do, can't have. Mm. Yeah. Now, some people are saying, well, where did God say be, do, have? Okay, well, after God made man, here's what it said. He said, be fruitful and multiply, right? Fruitfulness is something that you become. Be fruitful. And he said, multiply. Multiply is not a be, it's a do. Be fruitful and do multiply. He didn't say do multiply, he just said multiply, but the right. do is applied, right? right? Be fruitful, multiply, that's a do replenish the earth that's a do subdue the earth that's a do and then have dominion over the works of my hands if you don't become fruitful if you won't be fruitful you can't do multiply do subdue or um or um do replenish and if you don't do subdue and multiply and replenish you can't have dominion be do have that's the formula Stop trying to have success without doing things successful people do. Stop attempting to do things successful people do without becoming a successful person. If you will focus more on becoming the person you should be, everything else will fall into place. Anyway, that's my rant. I love the rant. I don't want to stop you. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think that's – there's a little phrase I've been saying to myself lately. It's interesting. People want to, they want to enjoy, they want to enjoy progression, but have a hard time enjoying the process of progression. There's this process mm-hmm. that you have to go through. And exactly. I remember when it clicked for me as well. It's fascinating that you, you said that. Um, and I was like, wait a second. The first taste of success, suddenly all these ceilings got a lot higher and started breaking. I was like, whoa, look at everything we can go do and create. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, one yeah. of the things 
that I ran home and and taught my wife from your from Fun Hiking Live, from what you taught, was yeah, sure. this whole concept of these four levels of money. <laughs> and mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I went nuts when I saw that. I wrote down everything I could. I was writing as fast as you were talking and um, getting all these pieces together. Do, do you mind teaching that here? Uh, I sort yeah, of put it on the spot, but that hey, that bro, was life changing. I'm I'm here already. So whatever you want me to do, man, I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So so I talk about the four levels of value, and here, right. here's 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 what it boils down to. A lot of people will go through life whining about the fact that life isn't fair. Right. Well, here's what I'm gonna. I've got I've got a good word for all of you who are whining about the fact that life isn't fair. Get over it. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for saying it. Yes. Right. If life was fair, a chicken would have you sitting on its dining room table tonight for supper. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, get over it. Like, life isn't fair. My dad taught me that when I was in elementary school. Right? Uh, amen. I, 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 hey, Stephen, how about this? Yeah. I was born. Okay, now, this is hard for you to wrap your mind around. I was born in a segregated hospital that was started by a Civil War nurse because the black soldiers couldn't be treated by the white soldiers. Now, granted, I wasn't born during the Civil War. Right. I was born almost a hundred years later. Here's what people say. Well, that's not fair. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> right. Right. The conditions of that hospital were so poor that I contracted polio. My parents moved all the way from Tampa, Florida to somewhere in Pennsylvania before I even got diagnosed or treated. Wow. Right. My left leg doesn't. I mean, it's basically there as a placeholder. Right. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Placeholder. OK. Anyway. <laughs> um, and some people say, well, that's not fair. Get over it. Life is not supposed to be fair. Everybody has a different assignment. Okay, hmm. so so um, a lot of people will talk about you know they'll scream from the but it's not fair. Income inequality, right? Okay, so we have to understand something. We have to understand that income inequality does not exist in a vacuum. Income inequality is the result of something. So what produces income? Well, the only thing that produces income is value. So if there's income inequality, there has to be value creation inequality. Mm. Okay, so if you desire to make more money, you don't make more money by whining about how unfair it is. Here's what you do. You go create so much value that the marketplace has no choice but to pay you because they want what you have so desperately. Mm. Okay, so that's, that's 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 the foundation of the four levels of value. So there are four levels of value, and if you offer value at the lowest level, you will always make the least amount of money. If you offer value at the highest level, you will always make the most amount of money, and and you don't make more money by working harder on a lower level of value. That's that's the thing that people really have a hard. But I'm working really hard. I know, but you're working really hard at something the marketplace doesn't value. Right. Okay, so now they have the framework. Here we go. Here are the four levels of value. And by the way, they're, the three lowest levels have one resource that we use on those levels. The top level has two resources that we use. So here are the four levels of value. Here we go. Please go the take low- notes, everybody. Oh, my gosh, go get a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lowest level of value is called implementation. Those are the people who do the thing. They mow the grass, they hammer the nail, they dig the hole, they drive the truck, um, they type the paper, it, it, they, they clean the room. These are the people who do the thing. They are implementers. 
that is not to imply, that's not to say, nor is it to imply that the work that implementers do is not valuable. It's right. just to say that, and it's not to say that those people aren't valuable. Obviously, one person's not more valuable than another person, right? But what it does say is the value that they deliver in the marketplace is not something that the marketplace values as highly as things they pay more money for. For instance, I, I travel a lot, Stephen. Mm. And so I stay in a lot of hotel rooms. If I ever, if I've, and I think only maybe once in the thousands of times I've stayed in hotels, if I ever checked into a room and the room was dirty, I went back down to the front desk and said, this room's dirty, I ain't in your clean room, right? Right. So none of us are willing to stay in a dirty hotel room that the beds are all messed up and there's no clean towel. None of us are going to do that, right? So we would have to all agree that the housekeeping staff in a hotel are some of the most important staff in the hotel. You can't even rent out the rooms if you don't have housekeeping staff. But right. yet and still... The housekeeping staff makes the least amount of money of everybody who works in the hotel. So we say it's not fair. It may may or may not be fair. I don't know if it's fair or not. I just know that that's the way it is, right? Right. And the key is not the key to making more money is not to whine about the fact that you're um, a housekeeping staff and you're not making as much money. The key is stop being housekeeping staff and go do something else. That's the key, right? So implementation. If you live on the implement, if you offer value in the implementation level, the resource that you use to make money is your muscles. You may use your muscles to make money, and 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 because I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna have to do this part kind of quickly because sure. the essence of money is spiritual. In order to earn more money, you have to operate on a higher spiritual plane. And physicality is the opposite of spirituality. So if you're using your muscles, a physical resource, to make something to create to earn something that ha- that's essence is spiritual then no wonder you're having a hard time making money okay. right so, right okay so i'm going to go to the next level the next to the lowest level is called unification this is these are not pe- the people who do the thing these are the people who manage the people who do the thing you know you keep that you keep the housekeeping staff or you keep the the work crew from killing each other from <laughs> stealing from the company and from messing up the company's reputation you manage people so the unification level you use your management skills to make money you will make more money than people who operate on the implementation level on the implementation level you're going to make on the low end you're going to make about minimum wage on the low end on the high end you might make 80,000 if you work on Bentleys or Rolls Royces right like when I take my Bentley to the shop they charge me $250 an hour right so they have to pay that mechanic probably I would guess $100 an hour right mm. so so if you're a mechanic working on Rolls Royces you you know you can and or Bentleys or even Mercedes probably you might make 60 to 80,000 dollars a year as an implementer right why because those people value getting their car fixed at a higher level right so okay so the next level is unification unification you use your management skills to make money hmm. and on the low end you might make $40,000 a year right if you're a manager at Taco Bell or on the high end you might make $250,000 a year if you're a middle manager at Lockheed Martin so it all depends on where you're using your unification skills. But that's the second lowest, I mean, that's the second from the bottom level of value. Now, that's, you're, we're talking about, <clears throat> we're talking about, you know, the potential to make a high five figures or low six figures on the unification level. But 
the next level yeah I, is where I, sorry I, I love also that you said you said in Final King Live you said on um, unification the lie those people believe, people believe. Oh. yeah okay so man, yeah, so, so, so good so, when you so, said that so, I, my brain so, went nuts sorry man <laughs> so sorry. The, I don't have the, the PowerPoint in front of me so I'm glad you reminded me about that so the the lie that keeps people stuck on the implementation level the lie they believe is that the key to success is hard work Right, and so they work harder at something that's a lower level of value. They don't get ahead, and they think life has dealt them like a bad hand. But the reality is, they just signed up for the wrong program. Mm. Right. So the next level is unification, and on the unification level, the lie they believe that keeps them stuck is the key to success is more education. So they what? keep on going back to school, and they get another <laughs> degree, a degree on top of the degree. They get the master's degree, they get the doctor's degree, and they can't even earn as much per year as they paid for their entire education. <laughs> mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing, like, man. I went nuts when you said that. <laughs> like, I, I don't have a college degree, right? I don't have a college degree. <clears throat> and Stephen, like, as far as income is concerned, on multiple occasions, I've made multiple six figures in an hour. Wow, which, which I, I, it almost doesn't even sound real. That's, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I'm, it doesn't make me wonderful. It's just I figured out which 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 level of value to work on, and I just work in those levels. Like I, there's, I mean, I do a little bit of implementation in my business, but very little, right? Mm. I do a little unification in my business, but very little. I operate predominantly on the top two levels, the second to the highest level of value by the way, is a higher spiritual plane. Do you understand that managing people is a higher spiritual on a higher spiritual plane than just going out and mo- digging a hole? Yeah. So it requires a higher, it, that's why it earns more money. So the next to the highest level of value, this is the third level from the top, I mean the second level from the top, is called communication. This is the second highest level of value. Now the reason communication earns more money is because language is spiritual. Like, everything about language is spiritual. Like, the only creatures that have language are spiritual creatures. Like, and I don't mean like parrots. Like, parrots can say words, but they don't have language. <laughs> right. a, parrot can't. a parrot can say the word concept, but has no concept of the word, what the word concept means. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> so, so, when I talk about having language, I'm talking about as a, as a means of communicating a message. Language is this like communication is the second highest level of value. And we see all throughout our society people who operate on this level and you're going to earn on the low end 100 grand a year and on the high end you might earn 100 million dollars a year. Mm. As a communicator, right? I'm talking about singers, I'm talking about actors, I'm talking about politicians, I'm talking about talk show hosts, I'm talking about authors, speakers, coaches, seminar speakers, salespeople, all of these people operate on the level of value called communication. Now when I say communication, I'm not talking about words that come from your mouth into somebody else's ears. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about a conversation for the head. I'm talking about a message that moves the masses. Mm. I'm talking about having conversations that create cash flow. And people are really horrible conversations to create cash flow. It's really interesting, Stephen. Um, when I think about when I think about like why people struggle in their presenting, like when they're like people who are in sales, they've got something for sale, they want to sell it on the internet, or they create an ad and the ad doesn't convert. I, I can t- I can almost guarantee you 
the number one reason ads don't convert and offers don't convert above all other things, the number one reason sales messages don't convert is because they are selfish. Interesting. And what I mean by selfish is you're, you're talking to your potential customer about you. And they don't care about you. You're either talking to them about your product, you're talking to them about your opportunity, you're talking to them about your website, you're talking to them about your invention, you're talking to them about your stuff, and they don't care about your stuff at all. They only care about them. And until you have, like, the greatest quality of a, of a very high-performing salesperson, the most important quality, in my opinion, of a high-performing salesperson is a high level of empathy. You have to be able to feel what other people are feeling while they're feeling it. Mm. So anyway, communication, messages that move the masses, conversations that create cash flow. And then the highest level of value. Oh, by the way, the, the use your management skills on the implementation level, use your muscles on the you use your muscles on the implementation level, you use your management skills on the unification level, on the communication level, you use your mouth. And then we get to the highest level of value which is, drum roll please, <laughs> imagination. Mm. Imagination is the highest level of value that exists in the world. This is the pe- these are the people who come up with the ideas. You know, we, we were just at Funnel Hacking Live um, a few weeks ago, and I drove on to that Disney property and I thought to myself, my goodness, this man had an imagination like nobody's business. I mean, just that one Disney property that we were on, just that one hotel, that one convention center that we were on, was like a small town. It was awesome. It was like a, and only, only somebody with a really, really powerful imagination could come up with something that great. So Steven, I, I did this at Funnel Hacking Live. I don't know if you remember this part or not. I said, I'm gonna name a company, and I want you to tell me the first person that comes to mind. You remember me doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm going to name a company, and I'm going to name the company. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, I want you to say the first person's name that comes to mind. Apple. And everybody said, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> and I say, that's fascinating. Why does everybody say Steve Jobs? Because Steve Jobs didn't invent the first Apple computer. Steve Wozniak did. So when people think of the Apple computer, they don't think of Steve Wozniak, they think of Steve Jobs. Why? Because Steve Wozniak was an implementer and Steve Jobs was an Imagineer. Steve Wozniak knew how to make it. Steve Jobs knew what Steve Wozniak had made. Mm. I'm gonna tell you something. When you learn to use your imagination, and when I say use your imagination, the, the, the resource that you use at this level is your mind. When you learn to use your mind at a higher level, it's going to create for you opportunities the likes of which nothing else can touch. Hmm. So, now the other resource you use at the highest level of value is your money. You use your mind and your money on the, imagine, on the imagination level. Now when I talk about using your mind, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna do this really quickly, but there, there are a couple of things that you have to, there are a couple of mind skills that you must master if you're going to create wealth. Okay? Okay. The first one you have to master is you must master learning. And in order for you to learn, master learning, you have to first learn what learning is, yes. learn what learning is not, and then learn how to learn. 
This is so good. I love. Yes, yeah, so good. I wrote all down too. <laughs> I'm a big Myron oh. Golden fanboy, man. <laughs> well, I, I'm a big Stephen Larson fan too. I, I, and I, you know, I, we already had that conversation, so you know. So, so here's the here's the reality. Most people don't know the purpose of learning. Like the stuff, like school. The purpose of school is not learning. Like the educational system is not designed for people to learn. In fact. I believe that the educational system really is one of the biggest hindrances of learning because they teach you that the purpose of learning is knowing. And the purpose of learning is not knowing. In fact, knowing is the enemy of learning. In fact, if somebody attempts to teach you something that you think you already know, you'll stop listening because you'll say, you'll say to yourself, I know that already. Mm. Knowing is the enemy of learning. The purpose of learning so first, you got to learn what the purpose of learning is. So I'm going to tell you the purpose of learning, and then I'm going to tell you how to learn. Okay? okay. So the purpose of learning is not knowing, but the purpose of learning is mastery. Now, mm. I'm gonna—I'm not just going to say, well, the purpose of learning is mastery, and then then we're done, right? Because a lot of too many teachers use words without defining those words and leave people hanging. I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to define mastery. Mastery is the ability to execute effortlessly without the use of conscious resources. I'm gonna wow. say that again. Mastery is the ability to execute effortlessly without the use of conscious resources. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean, you've mastered, I know there's at least one thing in your life you've mastered. You may have mastered several, but I know there's one thing you've completely mastered. It requires no conscious resources. It's called tying your shoe. <laughs> right? You can tie your shoe, have a conversation, and and you know, um, be holding something under your arm all at the same time. Why? Because you're not using any of your random access memory to tie your shoes. Why? It's that's tying your shoes is in the cache. For computer hack for computer people, you'll understand exactly cache C A C H E. It's in the cache, right? Right. Uh, and when you get to the point where doing a webinar is in your cache, it doesn't require your conscious resources. When you get to the point that the one thing, the three secrets and the stack is in your cache, then you've mastered it. And see, most people are, too, are far too content with subpar unmastered skill sets. And that's why, like, people think, well, I'm overwhelmed because this is too much for me. No, the reason you're overwhelmed is because you never learned how to learn. And so what you do is you learn about something and you think that's the same as learning it. And so you take this thing that you've learned about and you attempt to implement it while you attempt to learn about something else. And then you stack one unlearned thing on top of another unlearned thing on top of another unlearned thing. So you're stacking lack of clarity on top of lack of clarity on top of lack of clarity uh. until finally you feel like you can't breathe. And you have, I'm overwhelmed. The reason you're overwhelmed is because you haven't mastered any of those steps. But here's what I know. When you master one component of the thing that you are doing and you don't add anything else to that until you've mastered that thing. Now you'd learn another thing and you master that. Now you've got two components mastered on top of each other. You can do a webinar without using any conscious resource. Like I have been selling, and I, I don't wanna sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but I've been selling for so long. For me, selling doesn't require any conscious effort at all. Like I can totally sell unconsciously. I can stand on stage, I can do a presentation, 
I can close, I can sell without any conscious resources. I can do a webinar, I can close without any conscious resources. I can do a strategy session, close somebody on a $50,000 or $100,000 um, um, high ticket offer without any conscious resources. Why? Because I've done it so many times that I've mastered the skills. And most people are so impatient, they won't become a person of mastery. So they can't do things that, they can't do things masterfully, so they don't get to have what only masters have. Interesting. Interesting. And you should pat yourself on the back. That's quite the talent. You, you married the process. You didn't, you didn't sidestep oh. or look for a shortcut or look for an exactly. easy way out. You, you do it. And I used to look for shortcuts. And you know what I found out about shortcuts? They take too long. <laughs> they're actually longer. Like they're, they're a huge waste of time. Like, I'm going to tell you something. People who, they get out of their car. They, they ate a candy bar. They get out of their car. They say, well, I'll get that candy wrapper later. Right? Right. It takes more time to get it later than it does to take it now. Huh. People who people who leave messes everywhere they go, they think, well, I'll get to it later. And then later they get to it, and guess what? It's a big mess that they have to take all this time to clean up, and they could have really done it as they – now, I, like, I, I, I'm a little geeky and a little weird, but I already know that, right? So I've accepted that. <laughs> Join the club. I'm right with you, right, right at home. Right. So, so, like, if I'm making food – if I'm making like, let's, I like, I like fried eggs and I'll eat fried eggs maybe three or four times a month. Right. So if I make fried eggs and turkey bacon and toast and breakfast potatoes from some leftover potatoes or something, if I make that breakfast, I will not eat one morsel until I put away every condiment that I use to make those eggs. I put away the cooking oil, the salt, the pepper, the garlic powder. I washed the pans that I cooked it in. I put those, I put, dried the pans, put them away. You say, but don't your food get cold? It doesn't get cold. Because I'm cleaning, I'm putting stuff away as I'm using it. And what I've done, as that's given me the ability, it saves so much time. And what happens, the reason I'm talking about cooking is because it's just like, how you do anything is how you do everything. And so if you are going to always get to it later, that's exactly how you live your business life. And you think, well, I'll master it later. I'll master it later. I'll master it later. And what happens is you end up never mastering it. And you end up being just a person who's average and ordinary. And you wonder why you never get great. You never, you never get the great results because you've never become the great person who does the great things. Master one thing at a time. The other resource you use at the highest level is your money. Uh, but the other, let me talk about the. Can I talk about the other learning thing? I know I've been going on ranting forever and ever. No, I'm loving it. This is great. I'm afraid okay. I'll say something. It'll take you out of okay. your flow. So I'm not so, saying anything. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so, so the other, the other thing that we have to learn to use our mind for. After we learn to use our mind for learning, we have to learn to use our mind to harness our superpower. Every human being, like who's of normal mental capacity has a superpower that if you don't learn to harness it and use it for your own good and for the good of others, the, the machine, the cultural hypnotic societal mechanism, also known as the matrix, the machine, uh, <laughs> the powers that be, whatever you want to call it, um, that thing is going to use your superpower against you. I'm going to tell you, I believe that the biggest thing holding people back in their lives 
is the very thing that could catapult them forward, and that is their superpower. And they've been programmed all their life to use their own superpower against themselves. And so I'm going to tell you, now that I've talked about the superpower, I'm going to tell you what it is. Are you ready? Yeah, writing it down. It's called expectation. Expectation is your greatest superpower. Here's the challenge, though. Expectation manifests itself in two mental um, manifestations and two emotional manifestations. Okay. Okay. And so, so mental manifestation number one is called faith. Mental manifestation number two is called doubt. Mm. Right. But the mental manifestation of fear and doubt, I mean, of, of faith and doubt are, are, are a big deal because, but those are concepts. One of the things that I've learned and am learning is that people don't do the things they know how to do. People do the things they feel like doing. <laughs> right? Yeah. And most people don't know how to make themselves do the thing, feel like doing the things that are in their own best interest. I'm like, dude, like what I just said right there, that's a gold mine. Like, if you can learn to make yourself feel like doing the things that are in your own best interest, it will change your life for the rest of your life. So for instance, for instance, people will say, Stephen, I've got a procrastination problem. I, I'm going to argue, and I don't like to argue, but I'm going to argue right now that there's not a single solitary human being on planet earth that has a procrastination problem. Right. That's a bold statement, right? Yeah, it is. And the reason I say that is because I recognize procrastination for what it is. It is not a problem. It is a symptom of a problem. And it's a symptom of the emotional effect of your superpower expectation being used against you. And I'm going to tell you what that is. It's called anxiety. Mm. Procrastination is always the result of anxiety. Notice I didn't say it's sometimes the result of anxiety. And I, and I know I'm speaking in absolutes. And that's because I am absolutely certain about what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's on purpose, everyone. <laughs> yes, I, I know. Like you, oh no, but you don't understand. The reason I put off working out is because is because I don't have no. The reason you put off working out is because you have more anxiety about working out than you do about having a heart attack. Huh. Period. So so so. The expectation, the feeling that it manifests itself in in our lives that steals all of our dreams is anxiety. Anxiety is the thief of all your dreams. Now, when when expectation manifests itself as a positive feeling, that positive feeling is called anticipation. Hmm. Okay? So one of the things that I teach people to do when I'm coaching them and I'm helping them break through the thing that's holding them back, right? I teach them how to replace the anxious apprehension of the outcome they don't desire with a joyful anticipation of the outcome they do desire. And that will always, without exception, like there are no exceptions to what I'm talking about, that will always help a person to take the action they desire to take. See, we've been programmed to believe our doubts and doubt our beliefs. And we have to reprogram ourselves to believe our beliefs and doubt our doubts. I love that because it seems like one of the schools of thought that gets tossed around, which I, I kind of have a hard time with is, is, well, if you're not doing something in life, it just means you haven't felt enough pain around it. And it's like, well, if instead if we flip that around and say, let's, let's find the things that we 
are in you know, switch the flip that into an anticipation. Yes. That's so much more positive than let's go to a place of pain all the time pain. to get something done. Yeah. Well, yeah, and pain can sometimes cause people to move, but that's because that now they finally have anxiety about the negative result about not taking action. That's right. all that is. Right? But see, one of the things that I am learning to do, notice I didn't say I've learned to do it. I I, I do it pretty well most of the time, but I don't do it all the time. But it's something that I have to I do remind when I catch myself not doing it, I remind myself to do it. And that is that is to never give any energy at all to outcomes that are undesirable to me. Hmm. Most people give most of their energy to undesirable outcomes. And then they wonder why they have all this junk in their life that they don't desire. <laughs> Gave it attention. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And see, where attention goes, intention follows. Uh. So, so... Anyway, that's that's my that's my rant on the highest level of value. If you learn to use your superpower of expectation, like you can make yourself believe anything's possible. Like the biggest sale that I ever made, like one sale to one person, Stephen. Like the biggest sale I ever made was a four hundred thousand dollars sale. Wow. I made that sale to a guy I met that day. I had never seen him before in my life. Wow. I met him that day. We we talked, had lunch. We connected, we thought, okay, we'll do some business in the future. And then I thought to myself, well, why wait till the future? Why don't I just make him an offer now? So I made him an offer for $400,000, <laughs> right? He had a big company and they needed some help with their marketing. Sure. And I came up with an idea that could help them with the marketing. Now this, this, this offer that I made them was an offer for $400,000 and it was $200,000 profit for me in my pocket. Wow. Right? So I make the offer and I say, it's only 200,000 down and 200,000 on delivery. You know what he said to me when I made the offer? He said, you do that for us? <laughs> and I thought to myself, just as sure as you write that check. Right? Thought I should have gone higher. <laughs> and, and, and he, exactly, right? Yeah. And so he picks up his phone, he calls his accounting department. He says, bring me a check for $200,000. He says, do you want it made out to you or do you want it made out to your company? Make it out to my company. And then I called my assistant, had her um, fax me a purchase order, and we closed that deal on the spot. Wow. That's incredible. So, but, but that was because I didn't allow myself to talk myself out of making an offer just because well, I just met this guy today. I only gave him like a 15-minute presentation with no flip chart, no brochures, no nothing, just told him what I could do for him. He's like, I'll take that deal. So, so, but my expectation was to close it, like, okay, so let me, let me, let me kind of talk about that for a hot second. Yeah. My, my expectation is that when I create an offer, people will buy it. But like, if I'm talking to you, Stephen, even though I expect you to buy it, I am not attached to you buying it. And I will do nothing whatsoever. I will not use any of my powers to convince you to buy it. But I will use all of my powers to persuade you to buy it. Mm. So, just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, I'm just writing it. <laughs> I'm just writing it. I'm writing everything. And, 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 and to clarify, for those of you who are saying, well, didn't he just say he's not going to use any of his power? And then he said he's going to. I said, I'm not going to use any of my powers to convince people to buy it. I'm going to use all of my power to persuade them to buy it. Now, 
most people don't understand that there's a, not only is there a difference between convincing and persuading, convincing and persuading are exact opposites of each other. Interesting. I've never thought of that before. Okay. So that they're opposites. When, you, when you convince somebody to do something, you're attempting to get them to do something you desire them to do for your reasons. Interesting. But when you persuade somebody, you are helping them come to a conclusion that you've already come to for their own reasons. Oh, that's awesome. And so I don't use any of my power whatsoever to convince anybody. I'll never try to talk somebody into buying something from me. In fact, if somebody gives me a little resistance, like does anybody ever ask you, like if you're closing, um, well, why should I buy this from you? Like, like people say that in sales, right, Stephen? Oh, totally. Ask me that question. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I should get this from you, Myron. Then you probably shouldn't. I love it. <laughs> I do like, something similar now. It's so nice. Right? Like, yeah. If you, if you don't instantly recognize that what I have can help you, you should not get it from me. And in fact, you should go buy something from somebody else and see if it works. And I hope it does. But like, if you've got any doubt at all, I'm not your dude. Right. Right. And they're like, now, by the way, that's not a ploy. Like, I am so not attached. See, I already know that somebody's going to buy it. And I also know that it don't have to be you. And I know that it would be it would be a blessing in your life and your family's life to have the privilege of working with me. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I just mean I know what I'm doing. Right. So so if you can't see that, you know, then congratulations. You get to stay on the search a little longer. And And what that does is that frees me from needing them to need me. See, I am a leader of people. I am not a meter of people. Hmm. And I will lead someone to buy, but I will never need someone to buy. Well, that's awesome. That's, and those are like side, side, um, what's the, what's the word? It's like a byproduct of staying in the game long enough to gain the confidence to have that expectation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, so, so I know that somebody's going to buy this. That's why I don't need it to be you. Now, maybe you've got somebody who's going to come along and change your life for the better and teach you how to create wealth, and maybe you don't. I don't know. This is you are not my best chance. I don't say this to people, but this is what I'm thinking when I'm like when I'm in a one-on-one selling situation. You are not my best chance at making a sale, but I am your best chance at creating wealth. Now, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> That's great. It gives them a chance to flex their own agency. Exactly. And now they, they can't say, but you talked me into it. I didn't talk you into anything. <laughs> not me. I don't do that. That is not a game I participate in. So. Oh, man. Well, I want to thank you for this. You know, before we jump out here, just what, what, would you, what would you say to people, I don't know, who are in the thick of it? They're still in the, like you talked, they're, st- they're still lashing through the learning curve. Uh, <laughs> You know, I've often learned that, uh, especially from listening to guys like you and, and and my own experience, this whole game is really a relationship with yourself, um, kind of the side story. And uh, I don't know, is there some kind of piece of advice as well you could give to somebody who's kind of in the thick of it? They don't, they're still learning to have that vision, that yeah. grand vision. Yes. I, here's what I would say. The struggle is not real. It's imagined. Ooh, that just made the quote wall. <laughs> so and what do i mean by that like people say the struggles well the struggle is not real the struggle is imagined you could take 
you could take the very thing that you are struggling with and turn it into a game and make it fun. So to huh. me, selling is like, it's like a game. It's like the whole business is like a game. So if you're in the thick of it, like learn the rules of the game, master the moves of the game, and become a winner of the game. And stop convincing yourself that it's hard. The thing that's hard about business is becoming the person who can do the thing. Hmm. And whether or not you are that person yet, that's fascinating. And, that? and whether, yeah, whether or not you are the person yet. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not that person, become that person and be cool with the becoming. Be cool with all. Like, like the other thing that I didn't tell you that I learned from Tom Hopkins' book, the third thing I did never told you. So it just brought me back to that. He said, "You got to learn to love no." It's I'm like, writing it down. Learn to love no. That's true. Learn to love. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, and and so one of the things that I created in in my training um, back in the days when I used to do a lot of one on one selling was um, a fast no. A fast no is better than a slow yes, and a hundred percent better than a forever maybe. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so, like, get people to make get people to get off the fence. See, the problem, the reason you're struggling is because you want them to get off the fence on the yes side. You got to get over your need of needing them. You got to stop needing people to need you. And you right. just got to go ahead and lead people and say, look, do it or don't do it. I don't care. Hey, this is where the train's going. Get on the train or miss the train. But be sure not to get run over by the train. Stay off the track. Mm. I don't want people to think I'm mean, though, because I'm a really nice guy. But, like, Business is business is like it's like it is like you got to have a level of conviction if you're going to be a business owner. Oh yeah, yeah. You pretend to believe the stuff. You got to believe it. Right? <laughs> my my product's good. I guess <laughs> like it doesn't. That's not true. <laughs> that's not how it works. Exactly. Absolutely. Sure. Well, Myron, I appreciate it. This has been this has been huge. Uh, you call your business Skillionaire, and clearly you are. Um, <laughs> where can people go to follow you to get your stuff, buy everything you have, which everybody should, by the way. <laughs> Well, you know what? Why don't I? Can I start by giving people some some something free? Absolutely. And, and the only place I have it, the only place I have it, is on a a, a, um, a um, website that I put up for Funnel Hacking Live. I've got a video on procrastination, mm. uh, on how to overcome procrastination, and three videos on how the law of attraction really works that are going to blow your mind. Like they're mind blowing. Um, it's not. If it's if you think you know something about it, it's nothing you've heard. Um, so if they will go to MyronGoldenConsulting.com forward slash F as in Frank, H as in Harry, L as in Larry, 2018. Myron, M-Y-R-O-N, Golden, G-O-L-D-E-N, Consulting, C-O-N, S U L T I N G dot com forward slash F H L 2018. If they go there, they put their name and email address in, they'll get the three videos for free. And then they'll get emails from me now and then. If they want to follow me on Facebook, I'm the Myron Golden. I think I'm the Myron Golden on Instagram too. I think it's the same thing. But, I think you uh, are. I might, yeah. yeah. It might be Myron Golden. If you want to follow me there, um, that, those are good places to go. If you want to get a free copy of my book, just pay shipping. Go to trashman2cashman.com, trashman2cashman.com. So those are a couple of places you can go. But start with the free stuff to see if you even like me. You might not. You might just think you like me because Stephen liked 
alley oop me with all these fun questions. You might, like, <laughs> like, right? So go get the free stuff before you buy something, right? And um, and make sure you really like me. You don't just think you like me. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> also, this is MyronGoldenConsulting.com forward slash FHL 2018. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much, Myron. I appreciate it. This has been very, very helpful. Thanks for going a little longer than I think we talked about even too. Uh, oh, no worries. Fun to have you in flow. So. It was fun. It was fun. Wow. We went We went for a long time. Didn't we, we did. Woo. I didn't even realize that actually. So. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't either. I just looked at my clock. I was like, woo. I got some videos to make today. We got some videos to shoot today. So that's good. Oh, man. All good, man. All we appreciate good. it. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening. The most common question I get is, Steve, will you look at my funnel? Of course. Whether you want me to coach you, give some hand-holding and guidance during your funnel build, or simply review the one you have, head over to coachmesteve.com and book your session now. I got some pretty cool millionaire formulas that are pretty epic. Yeah, yeah. I actually am very excited to hear more about them. I, uh... I'm trying not to dive into what I want to say in the actual show because I what you taught at Funnel Hacking Live was so good. Really? Uh, oh Thank man, I, I ran home and taught my wife immediately. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad I'm glad it was helpful for you, bro. Absolutely. You know that's why we do what we do. Thank you, thank you. And I love your podcast too, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, you listen. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, that's awesome. In fact, I need to leave you a review. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. And you'll know it's me because it's going to start with Esteban. Esteban. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you, man, when I when I came to the Funnel Hackathon, like, you changed my life. Seriously. And yeah. I'm not even, I'm not just, I'm not just saying that. Like, like, I'm not a workaholic like a lot of people in the inner circle. At least I haven't been. I guess I am now that I signed up for this, uh, this uh, two comma club X, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I, that's, uh, but, I, but, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm more of a chillionaire. Like, I don't, I, I'm. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm 57. I'll be 57 next month, right? So I've worked hard for a very long time, and I don't really need to make more money because, like, you get to a certain point, and more money is like, yeah. it's ne- it's totally nebulous, right? And so, so I like living my life. I, you know, the reason I decided to become rich is be so that I could have my time freedom, so I could have two things: more time, and then choose what I do with that time. Mm. And so. So, uh, so I wasn't really a workaholic, but when you talked about the funnels, cause I, I mean, I'm, I was using click funnels and funnels, but I wasn't like, like Russell talks about, Oh, you want all you, all you want to do in your spare time is build funnels. Now I can think of a lot of stuff I want to do in my spare time and building <laughs> funnels ain't even on the list. Right. So, <laughs> so, so, um, so when you talk about, um, you need three things, you need the big domino, the one se- the one thing, the three secrets and the stack. I'm like, see, I like that. Yeah. That's like, that's like, that's like boiled down. That's how I, like, I like, like, boiled down. Yeah. You didn't, I, I didn't get lost in the details when you did that. And I said, you know what? I can do that. So I just took, I took Russell's perfect webinar script and I turned it into an outline. And that's how I build all my stuff now. That's Based awesome. On one thing, three secrets, stack. Oh, bro, I can do that. Right? Shoot, man, you got you must got me confused with the other Myron Gold. I can do that. So anyway, <laughs> so, so anyway that that helped me tremendously because a, a lot of the details like are just they're just they're they're grueling for me because some some because some of it I already know and do 
intuitively because I've been doing this for a long time. And some of it's just because if I don't see where it's going, the details to me, if I can't see the big picture, the details to me don't matter. I just, I can't process them. Yeah, I, I get lost. To relate them to. You too? Oh, I get lost in them 100%. Like if I feel like I'm teaching somebody something, I'm, I've got, I'm like my gift is pastor teacher, right? So I like to, like to teach people. You know, I, like they're making do better if they knew better. Right. Another, people could do better if they knew better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good t-shirt right there. <laughs> there you go. That's the next ClickFunnels t-shirt. Yeah, you know, I think that's one reason I've been so drawn to following you is I'm learning that about myself. You know, I, I, I feel alive. I feel a flow. I feel like I can help people most for some reason teaching on stage. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of my. Yeah, I, I, I like I don't like you already know I'm not a workaholic. Right. I'm a trillionaire. Right. So right. I'm not a workaholic. So but but man, like I love teaching. I, I like I breathe it. Like when I learn something, I'm like, this is so cool. Everybody should know this. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean to get all Myron-esque on you. I didn't mean to go all soapbox-ish, but it is my, it is my nature. No, I love it. The <laughs> name of my company. The name of my company is Skillionaire Enterprises Inc. Yeah, I, I wrote that down when he said it. Funnel King Live I was like, "That's awesome." Yeah. Gotta have the skills. Gotta have the skills if you want to be a millionaire. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm taking notes like crazy as you say stuff. So <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I always do. I got a full. I got a lot on you from Funnel King Live. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it was helpful, bro. Oh, it's huge. You helped, you helped me. So teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for that's that. Me too. Well, awesome. I'll, I'll do my little intro here and we'll go ahead and we'll get started.